Hey, everybody. This is episode number 13 of the Under the Cloud podcast, if in, you know, in combination with Beyond the Pew. Uh, this is the 13th episode of this podcast. Um, I have been told in the past that a lot of podcasters actually skip over number 13, just as some hotels skip over floor 13, and some NASCAR drivers won't drive number 13, uh, some ball players won't wear number 13. A lot of people skip episode 13, so if you look through some, some not all of them, but some of them you'll see it goes from 12 to 14. I have seen that. So what we wanted to do, what I really wanted to do in this particular episode, number 13 of Under the Cloud Podcast, is instead of frowning away from it and being superstitious, we wanted to take the opportunity to lift up the name of the Lord, to lift up the name of God in a way that is unlike what we've done here on this episode, or on this podcast, but today we got some people to come in and give a testimony. Uh, we were aiming for about 10-15 minutes, and some of them went a little longer, which is fine, and got some just different testimonies from people about how good God has been to them. And we're kind of running away from the idea of being superstitious and saying, hey, this is what God has done for me. Because I can tell you, my God is a great God, a powerful God, a mighty God, a God who created all that you see. And so why wouldn't I take the opportunity to lift up his name? So this episode's a little different, it's a, which is that's what we do. We follow the cloud. Whatever the Lord leads us to do, we do. So uh, without any further ado, enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Under the Cloud Podcast. Okay, so for this segment, we have Brandon Queen. Uh, I met Brandon through a podcasting page, uh, and I've actually been on his ep- uh, one of the episodes on his podcast before, and so now he's on, he's reciprocating. So, uh, Brandon, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I just wanted to know what has God done for you lately or something that he's done so great for you that you just can't stop talking about. That's something. Let's hear a good old-fashioned praise report. Where do I start? <laughs> That's the first question. Uh, waking up every morning and the ability to uh, wake up in my right mind and still function as uh, the person people know me as is a blessing in and of itself. Um, but I will say that over the past three years, uh, this has been a three-year journey for me, I got selected or, um, I guess, appointed to the position of elder and an elder in a Presbyterian church is the um, the the class of people that operate and run the church. Yeah. And through that, I have been learning uh, not only how to navigate the position and be a good elder, um, and of course try my best to uphold the biblical uh, teachings on the position of that uh, in that church in that realm of church. But I also got a chance to 
learn more about God, um, you know, just grow my, my knowledge in that. And the one thing that I can just really hone in on is the ability, like God has given all of us a good mindset um, to do things or to choose things. He gives us free will, if you will. Um, and lately he's been using me to help people uh, and I guess counsel them yeah. in a way. And uh, I'm not going to mention this this person's name, but he's a coworker of mine. Uh, and he has been struggling with uh, some things. And God has kind of just positioned me to where I am there for him. Um, I hold him accountable. Uh, you know, we're both believers in Christ. And we're just growing together and learning from each other. And, and God is using me for his glory. And the one thing that I love is the fact that God uses the people or his people as they are right in their position no matter how good or how uh, the the key word my grandma would use sitting pretty which means it doesn't matter what your riches are or what your poorness is God will still use you no matter what for his glory and I've been watching God use me in that sense and it's been a blessing just to be able to brag about that <laughs> yeah. um, you know in the midst of the coronavirus uh, thank God I haven't uh, gotten it um, you know I did lose uh, a loved one well I can't really say a loved one but it was a good friend of mine I lost a friend to it uh, my grandfather has it I think he's just getting over it um, and just you know, to just, clarify you live in New Orleans and that was well, I live outside of New 45 Orleans 45 minutes yeah from New Orleans I and, live in the it's what I call the Bermuda Triangle of Louisiana yeah and so <laughs> and for those of you that are listening that don't know uh, New Orleans was one of the hardest hit areas outside of Los Angeles and New York in the United States. It was one of the hardest hit areas. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the the one thing that I love is um, God will use a pandemic like this to to bring about peace. Um, now I know that sounds very very taboo right now. The word peace, if you will, you know the the president is being attacked for everything that he does. Um, you know, conservatives are being attacked for, you know, certain things that they do. But the one thing that I want to encourage people is, you know, the president uh, uh, earlier this week mentioned that, um, or late last week, something like that, that churches are going to be considered essential, um, and and that churches can start gathering again. Um, and and I saw a post on Facebook, and I usually don't like to get into the political debates and all that good stuff, but this friend of mine was basically trying to nitpick if you will the fact that the president considered the church essential but he's like well if the president's going to do that he don't even go to church how can he consider something essential when he doesn't attend and I'm looking at this and I'm like wait a minute do you not see God at work in this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know I mean God used I mean, Nebuchadnezzar to say and I love that in Nebuchadnezzar he says praise the God of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego even though he didn't really Necessarily follow Jehovah, he said, "Praise to be, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego." So, not that Trump's a Nebuchadnezzar, but you know, it, it's uh, yeah, God can use anybody and in every situation to lift up His name. And a Balaam's donkey, for example. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm, you know, looking at the the whole spectrum of what's going on. The fact that, you know, and I'm talking about a three year period, you know, from when I became an elder up until now, I think it's my fifth year or fourth year, something like that, you know, and I've been watching God shape me into the man that he wants me to be, 
um, you know, because I'm finally giving in. My stubbornness is finally giving in and letting God do his thing. Um, but then the pandemic hits, and it's like, okay, when the, pan- when the pandemic hits, whose faith is solid? Yeah. You know, or what kind of faith do you want to have? And look, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was never scared through this whole pandemic because I was very uncertain about things. But the fact that I'm sitting here and, and able to say the God that I serve does all things for his glory for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, and, and I have to keep reminding my friends to live is Christ, to die is gain. Mm-hmm, yeah. To be you absent know, from um, the body. And, and look, <laughs> we, exactly. And look, no more pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because I've said over the years, and I know I'm asking you to do a praise report and hear me I'm talking. Uh, over the years, I've always said that it was via, you know, not that I would do it, but it, I think it would be important for me to get a tattoo on my arm that says, you know, the Romans eight twenty eight that, that yep. you know, that God causes all things to work together for the greater good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. But then on the other forearm have where it says, you know, uh, Genesis fifty twenty. It was David Jeremiah that said the fifty twenty rule that what God or what the devil means for evil God uses for good and so just coupling those two together because in a pandemic or in a, a moment of chaos those are the first two verses we forget we forget that God's behind mm-hmm. it all God's not that He's pushing it but God is still in control God knows what He's talking about He knows what He's doing He's not He's not surprised He's not scared and uh and man that's awesome man it's, so how old are you to be an elder i know the a- elder in the position is not the age there's two different things there's there's elder in position and there's elder in age so when the bible says rebuke not an elder i still don't know which one they're talking about but it could be one of the other ones so are how old are you okay i'm 31 i'll say you're younger than me <laughs> if you will i would like to Talk about the word elder. I go mean, for we're it. supposed to be doing a praise report, hey, but here man, we are. Go for it. Um, <laughs> but the word elder in the Greek means presbyteros, which is where we get Presbyterian from. Okay. okay. And the 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 way Paul and the, how the church was set up, it was you have your teaching elder, your teach your teaching presbyteros, or your rabbi, and then you have your uh, your governing body. So, like, the pastor doesn't do all the work by himself. So the, the system was set up to where you have people working alongside the pastor. The pastor focuses on teaching and the preaching and administering of God's word and, of course, shepherding the flock. And then the elders handle the business, if you will, of the church. Or in, like, some churches they use deacons for that very thing. So it just depends exactly. on— Exactly. Yeah, yeah like the Baptist church, the, it would be the deacons. Yeah. Now, in the Presbyterian realm, deacon— um, is the service portion of the governing body, if you will. So they are the ones that visit the sick. Um, not to say elders don't do that, because that yeah, is yeah. a part of our job description too. But they assist us in, you know, getting that task done, and you know, praying for the church and the people that need it, and and whatnot. So we we have a very um, a very unique governing system, if you will. But I like it. So are you the youngest elder in your church? I am at this moment. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. God, yep. God's amazing. He'll use anybody for anything if, as long as they're willing to do it. And he, he's got a purpose for you, you know. And, and you know, and I've always believed with all my heart that, that you know, if God needs you there and you're willing to be there, He'll call men or women or whoever's in charge to pick you and put you in that position, and and uh, He'll He'll teach you, He'll guide you. 
and lift you up so that you can in turn lift up others and 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 glorify his kingdom because at the end of the day we have to be aware of the fact that people need Jesus people need that relationship and and no matter what it is I'm glad to hear uh that through the time we've known each other and commented back and forth on on Facebook posts and whatnot, which is funny because <laughs> you're one of the many many people that I've met and I've never actually physically met. So uh, one of these days we'll do that, but and praise the Lord together somehow. But um, well, I, I just wanted to know, man, what's something that's good and glorious? And I'm gonna try to get two other people, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little yeah. bit of time. And man, it goes fast. It's already twelve minutes. <laughs> yes. you're, a, you're a podcaster, no, you know that <laughs> I, I do, look, I get lost in time That's right, God is so <laughs> I good I tell myself, man. 45 minutes, but it goes beyond that yeah, But no, right. but but yeah. I, I can sit here and ramble off so many good things that God has done in my life Um, You know, like, okay, I, I'll give you one yeah, um, I am actually just getting over a bout of shingles Ooh, um, been there, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about yeah, you know, and here I am. I mean, I've had chicken pox, so of course I am um, susceptible to getting shingles. But here I am like, okay, um, I am too young to have shingles. Like, th- this is for an elderly person. Yeah. Uh, but when I talk to my doctor, my doctor's like, well, you know, you've probably been under a lot of stress. You know, I just got promoted to detective back in January. Oh, man. Um, and I special – yeah, so that's, a, that's another praise. There you go. <laughs> but I specialize in juvenile crimes and then crimes against juveniles. Okay. Um, so not only is the work, I mean, I love the work, um, but I have a supervisor, you know, he, he means well, but sometimes he can be a bit much when it comes to doing certain things. And it's not like some people will say, oh, well, you don't like correction. It's like, no, no, no. I love correction. It's how it's applied. Yeah. That means a lot. Or, you know, if it depends on how you do it. So how he did it brought on a lot of stress. Um, I'm having issue, personal issues with my house right now. That's bringing on a lot of stress. So I got shingles. Yeah. And the one thing that I was told was you're going to be in excruciating pain. It is excruciating. And praise God, I was not. So I had Bell's palsy. I actually was not in excruciating pain. I had Bell's palsy when I was Ooh. 17. 17. I had an ear infection caused Bell palsy and through the nerve damage is what – now, one of the ways is stress, and the other way is nerve damage. If you get any kind of nerve damage, it can cause shingles. What's crazy about the nerve damage side of shingles, it does not necessarily... You can have nerve damage in your foot and have shingles on your arm. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but hmm. I had shingles that covered the inside of my ear. The entirety of what you could <gasps> see was full of shingles, which was fine. You know, you're going to bump it, you're going to hit it. And one day at a church function, somebody hit it with a basketball, and we were just we were just kids. We were playing. It was unintentional, and I remember just buckling down and crying, and everybody laughed because I was crying, but it hurt. And and I just man, I you said shingles, and I know exactly what you're feeling, man. It's it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so praise the Lord, you're, you're over that. <laughs> Look, the the nerve damage, like when I rub my arm, it feels like it's. Uh... It has a weird feeling. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like it used to. Okay, um, I, I do have the scars uh, to show for it. Yep. You know, um, I, I have a sermon about that. But <laughs> <laughs> I have um, one on my forehead, about the size of a quarter. Yeah. Ouch. So. You know, um, but I have more burning sensation than I did pain. Yeah. Um, you know, so but praise God that I was not in the excruciating pain like some people said I was supposed to be. 
Uh, I, I think, you know, obviously God did protect me in so many ways. You know, during the pandemic, I was in charge of my church's live streaming. You know, so yeah. I think I missed one Sunday, and that's because I got called. No, I missed two Sundays. I'm sorry. I got called out for one Sunday, but I still managed to leave my phone behind and do the live stream and went back for it after. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. the second time, I had a call out and I overslept. But throughout these two months or three months or whatever, you know, the pandemic shut us down, I was in the church live streaming our services so people that, you know, obviously we couldn't leave home, but they can still have a way to to hear a, a solid preaching and a solid yeah. word and stuff like that. And I just, I kept going through the shingles. I just did it. I powered through it, you know, but God has sustained me through all of that. Man, you know, so good, he, ain't he? If you, like I, I, I always tell people if you have if your faith is weak at all, just think about it. Just think about yeah. your faith. The more you think about it, the more it lifts you up. It's just one of those amazing things that just continues to grow in itself. Hey, real quick, what's the name of your podcast for everybody's listening? All right, so my podcast is called The Ear, which stands for Evangelical and Reform, and my job is to bring about topics that make you think. Uh, that edify you, that teach you, and build you up. Um, I am changing the platform very slightly. I'm adding uh, two pastors to the mix. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to do it, but on Mondays I'm going to post uh, sermons from one pastor, Matthew Everhard, out of Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, he is with Presbyterian Church in America. And then on Wednesdays I'm going to post my pastor's sermons. Uh, and obviously we're the uh, evangelical Presbyterian Church and then on Fridays I am still going to try to bring rich content yeah. and topics for all to listen to so we're going to have three days of content coming out and, and I'm going to give it a try for a couple months to see how it goes I've listened to a lot of them um, and if you go on to um, it's on Spotify it's also on iTunes or on the yep. podcast if you if you punch in it's the e dot a dot r dot and it'll pop up yep. real fast. It's just a picture of an ear, and you, it's, uh, yeah, you'll see it. So, I suggest everybody listening go listen to it, give it a shot. And and uh, I don't even know. I'll try to link the one that me and you did together on there. So, but I'll uh, put it in the show <laughs> notes for everybody to go. But man, I appreciate you hopping on today and telling everybody how good God is for you. Oh yeah, and look, if I could tell you listeners anything, keep your faith, stay rooted in God, and stay rooted on His promises. Amen. Amen. All right, That's good stuff right there. Okay, so this time I have uh, an old friend, both in age and from a long time ago, uh, <laughs> Preston Shirley. Uh, it's funny, I got you in my phone, Preston, and it said when you called a minute ago, it said Preston Shirley since August 1984. That's how I have you listed in my phone, and so that's how long <laughs> we've known each other. Wow. 80, 1984, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I appreciate you uh, helping me out here. So, what's yeah. something that you got to praise God for? Um. Well, um. You know, I'm I'm going to go with the you know, start out of course with the standard answer. You know, uh, salvation. Uh, great parents that uh you know, uh, raised me up right. Um, mom and dad both. Uh, raised me um you know in the bible uh from an early age and uh um you know um just uh i don't know i, 
I just feel like I've, I've had a really blessed life. Um, you know, uh, lost my mom right after graduation. Um, but even through that, uh, you know, I see God's hand in, uh, you know, just really showing that even in uh, something, a loss like that, I can still see his hand working in my life um, in uh, what would have been a complete stranger's life, uh, the love that my mom showed to her stepdaughter, uh, a little girl who she was, my mom was the first person to even put matching clothes on this little girl. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing how, you know, you can still see God's hand of mercy even in something uh, like that. But then, you know, um, uh, you know, since then, you know, I've, I've been in the military, uh, served in the Air Force and the Army, uh, saw some great places, and, you know, I, I can um, definitely see, you know, God's uh, protective hands through, you know, my uh, almost 10 years in the military, and then uh, finding an awesome uh, wife, uh, my wife, Melissa. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel it's, it's kind of funny how, you know, looking back, um, uh, you know, how you can see God's hand uh, putting us together. Uh, my, uh, Melissa's mom babysat me and Levi, my brother, before uh, Melissa was even born. I didn't and know that. Yeah, Tracy babysat me and Levi before Melissa was born. Um, and, um, you know, Melissa's parents and my parents were good friends in church. We, uh, we kept bumping into each other uh, later in life, and then we ended up uh, dating and uh, getting married. And uh, we, uh, we both have had a, a really strong uh, desire to have kids. Um, I love uh, kids. I've been uh, Uncle Preston ever since I was in high school. Yeah. Love uh, picking up and spoiling other people's babies, and <laughs> you know, um, uh, I've called myself Uncle Preston uh, when I was at church in high school, and all through um, my time in the military, I had friends with kids, and I'd spoil them rotten. And you know, so and Melissa was, uh, you know, kind of the same way. She worked in uh, daycare, and. Uh, so you could definitely see both of us had a, a strong heart to have kids, and we kept running into roadblocks, and it seemed like, you know, are we really meant to have kids? But, you know, uh, the Bible says the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you can see that two different ways. You know, God gives us, those desires that we have in our heart he gave them to us so why would he give us those desires i believe you know of course there's anyhow so yeah god gives us the desires he places those in our hearts and we believe that you know we were meant to have kids and um you know then also um you know 
seek and uh, uh, you shall find, ask, and it shall be given unto you. And so that's the other side of that verse is that what you, know, what you truly desire, and if you pray for it, God will give that desire to you. And so, like I said, we, uh, we've been hoping for kids for quite a while, and uh, uh, we, uh, we thought that maybe uh, adoption through foster was our way, and that didn't really work out. And then we, uh, you know, so we went down a couple of different roads, and then, um, you know, we, uh, we decided to go through um, fertility treatment, and... Um, it was about a year ago uh, we got the we started working on that and um, uh, then uh, so uh, March 23rd our little baby girl uh, Addison Elizabeth was born and uh, she was a couple of weeks early but um, she came out healthy, strong crying like a banshee <laughs> and uh, just uh, all over healthy she's uh she's doing great and uh melting my heart every day yeah I bet. so yeah that that's big blessings right there is you know having a uh, little Addie beth right here with us and um we've got a um one of those uh bible verses uh for this child we have prayed and uh it's it's definitely true that uh that verse definitely sums up uh, this little blessing that I'm holding right now. Yeah. Well, the verse that you referenced earlier, um, God will give you the, the desires of your heart. There's the first, that's the, you know, part B to that verse. Part mm -hmm. A is that delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you mm -hmm. the desires of your heart. There's a, there's a, a I guess, a quid pro quo there somewhat. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I've known you I don't, I mean, obviously I don't, I remember starting school, but I really, I can't remember not knowing you, you know, like it's, yeah. and, and your, your, like you were saying earlier, your heart has always been, um, for good. And I don't recall any malice or anything. And I know that, um, that your brother Levi was in, was deployed. Um, mm -hmm. and then so the, he was unable to, to fulfill the best man duties. And then you asked me and, yeah. and it was just, a, it was just, uh, the most humbling experience to be able to be a part of that. And, and, yeah. uh, and I, I just have known you for so long. We, we worked together at the grocery store. We went to school together. Um, yeah. we played, you know, sports together. We lifted weights together, although you were able to lift way more than I was, <laughs> uh, and still to this day. Um, and we we prayed together at school, and 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 our heart was always yeah. in a good place. And and Preston Shirley has always been extraordinarily important to me. So when I find out, because I'm also friends with your wife on Facebook, um, when I find out that y'all yep. are expecting, I was just mm -hmm. overwhelmed with joy for y'all. And uh, not yep. knowing that y'all were going through all that trouble. Uh, didn't really understand that. I mean, it's not something you just talk about a lot, so yeah. I didn't really know that. But yeah. um, when I was thinking about people who can give a praise report, and then I was like looking through the list, and I saw your name, and I thought, man, just I love I love you so much, and and I know how much you love the Lord, and 
and then I know how much you love that baby. There's no doubt. So I want to I want to tell everybody something. Um, me and you worked together in the grocery store, and I had a baby sister who's now 25. <laughs> uh, and wow. I, we were still in high school at the time, and we had started a competition amongst ourselves and who could hold the youngest baby. And and it just you know one day one day you came to me and you said I held a baby that was a week old and like woo you know like crap I'm gonna that's gonna be hard to beat. And then Katie came around and I got to hold her like five hours later, and I'm like man Preston's gonna have a hard time beating that one. And then uh, and I believe you did I believe you beat five hours and then I was like man how am I gonna do that? And so that when my when my third child was born Isabel was born in Franklin. The policy in Franklin was that the father carries the baby back to wherever they have to do the stuff. So I held that. I held Isabel yeah. at like three minutes, four minutes, and uh, and so I, wow. I I called you to tell you that I got four minutes. So you're gonna have to actually birth the baby to beat me. <laughs> so <laughs> and uh, and wow. if, if you remember, I asked you how how old she was before you got to hold her because I wanted to see if. Uh, just being silly, you know. So, uh, but man, yeah. I I greatly appreciate you hopping on here and telling us a praise report because I know you love the Lord and I know you love that baby and I know you love your wife and and I I just I wanted to um, I wanted to just let people know your story for a minute, you know. Down the road, I'm gonna get you on for the full hour, you know. We'll do that later and uh, and uh, we can do that. But I just want to do a real quick deal, so. Man, I appreciate yeah. it. I love you, man. Love you too, bud. And I'll uh, catch up with you later. All right. Talk to you later, man. Okay, see you. Okay, so for this section, um, for this section we have a very important person. The V-est of I-est of P-ists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. I can say that because uh, this is... Outside of my mother and father is the person that I have known the longest in my life. And I was really excited. And we've been talking forever about having her come on the uh, podcast. And so I figured we'd start with a quick one. Do a little 10, 15 minute deal here about what God's done for you. So uh, this is my sister, uh, Hannah. Hannah Marie. Or as I used to aggravate her and call her Hannah. Make her mad, so. Uh, <laughs> so how you doing, Hannah? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm wonderful. Well, so as the Lord. as we've been doing, um, what has God done for you that you just have to talk about? Well, you had you had said that you wanted me to talk about something that God has done for me, and I mean, you know, I could spend a few minutes thinking about what to say, but it's a no-brainer uh first and foremost he saved my soul you know and um i was 11 years old and and he reached down and he convicted my heart and he saved me and i just i'll never forget that day or that night that that the lord saved me and and rolled that burden of sin off of my soul you know yeah and um and you were there so that was really that was a really neat moment I don't really remember. So, I don't really remember that, per se. So, can you real quickly hit w when it was? Just real fast for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I really, basically, it was just like I was laying there in the bed, and I couldn't go to sleep because the Holy Ghost was on one side of me, drawing me, convicting me, and, and wooing me, so to speak, to him. And then on the other side, I had the devil saying, oh, just put it off. You can get saved tomorrow. It'll be okay. But I just couldn't go to sleep. And I said, I'm not going to get any relief. I'm just going to go ahead because I just can't wait till tomorrow. I have to be saved tonight. And so um, I walked over to your room, knocked on the door, and and got you to go downstairs with me because – I was a scaredy cat, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we went downstairs, knocked on our dad's door. I said to him, I want to be saved. And so we knelt down on the side of the couch in the living room and and um he read from he read the scripture in Romans that that says um with with your heart you believe, with your mouth you confess and um that you know, Jesus yeah. is your savior and repent and and it's just the blessed event of my life first and foremost and of course the today is pentecost sunday and i I sure can't leave out the night that the holy ghost baptized me and um i labored in the altar for 11 months just seeking him and wanting to be filled with the holy spirit and 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 hungering for him and um I just never gave up, and then one Wednesday night, he he baptized me in the Holy Ghost, and I haven't been the same since. <laughs> just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Well, I got for, the, for me. You called me. I don't. I don't even think you waited the next day. I think you called me that night to tell me that. I did call you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Who can so, hold that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you. I don't. Uh, so to be eleven. And feel that unction of the of the spirit that strong, but then to also be eleven and have the devil trying to stop you. You know, a lot yeah. of people don't like to give eleven year olds the the credit to think like that. You know? Well, I mean, it's because you don't like to think that your your child or you know your your whatever child in your life is in relation to you you don't want to think that the enemy of your soul of all of our souls has that power because you kind of think well my my child is so innocent I, I don't even want to fathom that satan is talking to my child you know yeah but he he really is and he starts so young he starts with two-year-olds three-year-olds four-year-olds you know i have I have met children that are three and four and five years old that are absolutely full of the devil. And it, it's it's a scary thought. It's a scary world that we live in. It's it's Satan's world. He's the prince of, of this world. He's the prince of the air. Yeah. And so he has the ability to to try to to literally attack our children in their minds, in their spirit, and try to keep them from receiving Christ as their Savior, because like I said that night, I had I had the Holy Spirit on one side ministering to me, calling to me, and just as real and just as as 
clear as the Holy Spirit was was Satan on the other side of me just trying to get me to put it off till tomorrow. Yeah. And see, once he can get you to put it off once, he can get you to put it off easier the next time, you know. Yeah. And 11-year-olds, 11-year-olds, absolutely, if they have, I know a Baptist church called it the uh, age of accountability, which is a good way to, to describe it. You know, where children are, have reached that age where all of a sudden they realize, wow, Jesus Christ died for sinners, but not only that, Jesus Christ died for me. And when the Spirit of the Lord reaches that out to that child and that revelation is given to them, when the Spirit of the Lord reveals it to a child that Jesus Christ died for me, then... That's the age of accountability, and it could be at a four-year-old, five-year-old. I was 11. I, I led my uh, little feller to the Lord when he was seven years old, and that was a wonderful day, too. Yeah. Um, you know, just to, and I remember you, uh, when Peyton was saved and, and you baptized her, I thought, wow, Lord, we're just continuing this on into the next generation, yeah. just like we're ordained to do you know we're ordained to to minister to our children and to you know to lead them to Christ so what God has done for me is he has saved me he's sanctified me he continues to sanctify me and he's baptized me in the Holy Ghost and this is Pentecost Sunday and I just want (laughs) to just let y'all know that the book of Acts is alive and yeah. it is going forth in the name of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, and it's 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 really encouraging. Um, it's it's our story. You know, we're brother and sister, so our story is is kind of interesting because there was. Uh, so if you were eleven, that means I was fourteen. So if um, our story kind of like zigzagged, you know, and they didn't always zig and zag at the same time because there was times where. You know, I was trying to live for the Lord, and maybe you weren't as much. And then there was times that you were trying to live for the Lord, then maybe I wasn't as much. I remember one time yeah. I came home from the Navy and I said a cuss word, and you about flew off the handle at me. You know, but then <laughs> later on there was times where it was the other way around, maybe, and uh, and it's just you know. But then, um, I I remember one time we were together, um, and I just caught you know that we were I was in the Franklin Church of God, and we were praying. Uh, for you know, there's like one of them things where they say everybody stand up and pray, and uh, and you and I were standing next to each other praying out loud, and you know, Church of God way, and I I, I had to stop, <laughs> I had to stop and just you know just enjoy the moment of here we are together and through all that we've been through um, together, right. and here we are in in worship at the same time and. And it it has always been, um, you know, you are my little sister, but you're my sister, you know, and it's it's always been that, it's it's always been. There's a spiritual connection too, as well as the as the blood connection. Always has been. I don't. Right. And and we always make the joke about appreciate you, you know, because that's <laughs> we, <laughs> the joke is that uh, people in church don't want to say I love you, but they'll say I appreciate you, which means I love you. Uh, just say yeah. I love you, <laughs> and so, 
you know, right. we brought that up once, and then it just became our, I appreciate you, you know, like, so, but, you know, God, God has done amazing things in, yeah. in, in your life. He's done amazing things in my life. He's done amazing things in our combined life. I want to say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. And one of the other things I wanted to say was now, as you know, you were talking about how that we, you were, you were just enjoying that moment of being together in church and, and in prayer and worship. Well, another thing that is really amazing, I think, is that God has called both of us into the ministry, you know, where, yeah, you know, he, he just, called he called you to preach he you know he called me to be a teacher and and I was a teacher for a little while and then all of a sudden not not very long after that he he called me to preach and I was just like wow me lord of all people <laughs> you know you want me to do that well he's just looking for a willing vessel mm-hmm. you know well what's awesome about it i said you you have to be living right you know in order for well, and I think that's the greatest part of it is that God is still trying to use His people. You know, He's still calling ministers and it's still calling teachers and preachers and still calling people into the kingdom because that's a good sign. You know, that's <laughs> not it's not it's not over. So we're still got a, a road ahead of us. And again, I'm just extraordinarily grateful for you as a sister for you as a sister in Christ and for all the stuff God's doing for you and I know that God is going to continue to use us and others um for his glory um uh, people need Jesus people need to go to heaven and and uh we get to see all of those great things that he's done and and it's funny that you say that you remember the day that the Lord saved you um because of that song you know we always joke about that song um you know because we've sang that i remember the day song our whole life but uh you know i gave my life to the lord in that same house on bridge creek and upstairs the room you knocked on yeah october 1996 is when i really did it i wasn't just faking it or i wasn't just you know it's when it really connected with me uh, in that same house on Bridge Creek. So, um, you know, it's it's been amazing. To, it's cool to know that that's where you and that's where I and that's it. Yeah, and and for I don't remember the actual date, but um, I just remember the feeling. I remember the yeah. the the way that the way that I felt like a. I was a brand new person, you know, born of God. You know, a new life was birthed in me. The spirit man, yeah. you know, was birthed. And, and I, that, that, that's what I remember. I know that it was August because it was really super hot. And, and since, you know, I, I know it was, it had to have been 1992. So um, I don't remember the date in the month but we had been in revival at church and um i had been under conviction but i didn't i was too shy to go to the altar 
Yeah. And that night I just couldn't go to sleep because the Holy Ghost wouldn't let me. And, and I thank God for that. I praise Him for for dealing with me. And and I thank God that I didn't turn Him away and I and I and I let Him in. And you know, and He miraculously saved me and and set me free from the bondage of sin. So, you know, people yeah. say, well, how in the world did an 11 year old have a bunch of sin? Well, it's not that I had actually done maybe deeds of sin that much, but it was the nature. It was my nature that I had to be born in away from, you know, so to speak. I had to be born out of that by the Spirit. And um, so that's why, that's why when Christ went, to, I mean, Nicodemus went to Christ in John chapter 3, he was like, what do you mean? I'm an old man. You want me to go back into my mother's womb and be yeah. born again? It's it's unbelievable to the human mind to think about being born again. But it's not being born again of flesh and blood. It's being born of the Spirit. Yeah. And, wow, what a way to live. What a way to live. i tell you what. Well, I appreciate and, um, <clears throat> I appreciate um I appreciate you taking a few minutes and, and articulating that because I know that when I, I reached out to you last week and we've, you know, it's not always because you, you live on in the eastern time zone. I live in the central time zone, so we don't always get to see each other and we don't always get to hang out. And, and uh, yeah. I appreciate you taking a few minutes and and telling everybody about what God's done for you. I, if you don't mind, down the road, maybe we can get on here and do a whole episode. Again. Yeah, because you know, you you give a preacher a microphone, and they're gonna <laughs> go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, That's never give the, the microphone. Yeah, never, never. <laughs> uh, they asked me one time. They said, "Hey, you want to say something?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I, was, and I just kind of like kept my hands down and like reached over toward it. And he said, "Here, take it." And I said, "I said you don't want to do that. <laughs> you, you don't want to <laughs> hand me that thing. Don't hand me that thing." Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't. Makes you wonder, you know. Just I don't know. It's just kind of a trigger, I guess. I don't. It's kind of funny, but. Well, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. help wondrous works of God. Yeah. So, Lord help me if I don't preach it. Yep, that's right. Woe unto me, what Paul says, if I don't preach the gospel. So. Yeah, I guess Paul would have taken the microphone too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have turned them down too. Like, ah, just you know, hey, uh, if you give me that, we'll be here for a couple of days, you know. So, like, <laughs> well, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you too. Love you, and uh, <laughs> love you. And like I said, we'll get on here and do a full episode one day, and uh, and have a good conversation. So, just be praying about okay. it. So, have a wonderful week. All right, you do the same. Love you and. Take care. Okay, so for this part, we're going to have Shelly Smith uh, on. Her husband, Jason, helped me do an episode um, a while back called Should Christians Vote? I think it's episode number four, but I'm not really sure. Um, so how you doing, Shelly? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. So uh, <laughs> you already know what we're doing. So what has God done for you that you just have to exclaim and tell everybody how awesome he's been for you? Well, last Friday, um, I was coming through an intersection uh, coming home from work, 
um, I was going to make a left-hand turn, and just out of nowhere, my car was just hit. Um, someone came through a red light and just hit me at a high rate of speed. Um, and I walked away from it with just a couple bruises and scratches. And, you know, my car was, I have a van, a town and country van, and the van, the whole front axle was actually knocked <laughs> off. And um, the front of my van was on the ground. It yeah. hit so hard it actually knocked the um, it knocked the headlights out of the completely out of the van, and they were just dangling. Yeah, um, and all the airbags went off. <laughs> I saw the all the airbags. But all of them went off. All of them went off. But oh. um, and I have asthma, so I was I have always had a fear of airbags going off because of the dust and they say how hard it is to breathe and things like that and uh, when mine went off it I had no problems at all it actually you know completely protected me and uh, I just thank the Lord for that that you know he knew exactly what I needed in that time so <laughs> so I, because we're friends I pulled up the Facebook thing and that is that truck took it bad too but that van that's horrible looking yeah, it was. It's a total. Um, it's totaled completely. There's, there's nothing that they can do for it. They said. So, which made me a little sad because um, I prayed for that car, and the Lord gave me that car, and I've had that car, and uh, people would make fun of me and call me the mom mobile, but because um, all my kids are basically grown now, but I love that car. It's like having a truck. You could. Yeah. Put the seats down, throw anything in it you want, <laughs> go anywhere you want, plenty of room, and then, but I know the Lord will provide. He's going to work it all out, and I'll have a new vehicle. Well, maybe so. you don't need one as big either, so he's doing it in a in a crazy mm -hmm. way to, to get everybody's attention so you can do this right here and say, hey, look what God's done for me, you know, like, so, mm -hmm. uh, that, that is, I mean, I mean, all I see is the one picture here. I was probably more. Um, oh, yeah. There, mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's amazing how what you see hurt massive amount of people. A small accident, people getting really bad hurt. And then there's an accident right. like that with the whole front ends, you know, twisted. You know, it looks like the whole front end shifted a couple inches to the side because it hit right where the front right wheel is. So it, that it, 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 did. I mean, it actually broke the axle completely off the car. <laughs> and the, the door, the side door that's not shown in the picture, was completely knocked off and open on yeah. on that on the passenger side. So <laughs> it's but crazy it, because I it, mean, take take a give you a third of a second lead on that, and it hits the side of your car. It's a totally yes. different, totally different scenario. God, God won't allow what we can't handle, so we always have to remember that in those situations at the moment it's hard to remember that but you look back and you say well you know what here here you are obviously handling it very well mind you right and uh, i have people who were right there on the spot who um people who knew me actually um a good friend of mine julianne walked right up to the car and just started praying and she started um just speaking the word of god over me that i was fine you know and that just gave me so much peace and um, 
other people that knew me were standing there and they called my husband and they had him there and it, within just a minute or two and uh, everyone was just so supportive but in the whole thing um, you could just see the other person wasn't hurt at all awesome. which was great he wasn't he walked away without a scratch and um, I just thank the Lord for that because you know accidents happen and people lay blame and point fingers and in the end really hey things can be replaced but you know how yeah. the Lord takes care of you is just amazing and sometimes it's sometimes it's the big things like this, you know, an accident. And sometimes it's the small things that we forget to say thank you for, you know. <laughs> it's like exactly. But this is uh, that, exactly. that's a pretty crazy picture. So the other guy, the person driving the other car, is safe or fine too, correct? Is what you just yes. said. So he great. was fine. He was walking around and and came over and apologized and. Um, and he said that he did not see the the light, and um, I, you know, and that's fine, you know, as long as I'm good and walking around, and he's good walking around, you know, things can be replaced, and and those don't the things of this world we're not we're told they're all going to go back to dust anyway. Yeah. And when I think about it, you know, uh, I was it wasn't my vehicle anyway. The Lord gave me that; it was His. And if and if he wants me to have another one, he's going to give me another one. He's going to provide for me. So there's no reason to to be you know dismayed or worried or or anything. He's you know he takes care of us. So yeah. Now I wish everybody had that same outlook. It would be a lot easier to to think about it. You know, because we we always look to something like you just said. God is the one who gave us the vehicles or or the homes or or even the families or anybody, God gave them to us. Um, and, you know, we should be thankful for right. them. And when they're not there no more, we shouldn't forget to be thankful for those things that we've had in the past. So, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Like well, that's awesome. Right. We need, to, we need to completely think about, I mean, um, uh, every little thing that we have, we're just a steward of. It, it, it's not ours. And if you live like that, then all selfishness is pushed aside. And anything that he gives us is to grow his kingdom and be a witness for him. And if we think of it that way, then then we're grateful for every little thing that we have. And um, if you live a grateful life, then you're not devastated when things go wrong. And I think that's a, a powerful thing because it's not like this happened to me and this took this away from me it's okay lord you know this happened and i you know i i just thank you that you took care of me and i'm very grateful that you took care of me because you know you're going to provide something even better um an analogy that i think of all the time is um a little cartoon i saw once where jesus is standing there in front of a little girl and he's trying to take this worn out broken down little teddy bear away from her and behind his back she just she's just holding on to it for dear life with tears and then behind his back he has this great big giant teddy bear that he's brand new that he's trying to give to her well if we hold on to these things that we just are so fearful of losing thinking we'll never get anything else then he can never bless us and make us a blessing um and i i love the fact that he he wants to bless us because then we can be a blessing to other people. Yeah. 
And the more we take care of the things that he gives us and the more that we thank him for those things and the more we use them for his kingdom, the more that he can entrust us with. And I I think if you think of it that way, um, you may lose something, but it's okay because there's something even better that's coming. So, I mean. Well, there's a song that came out, I don't know how long ago, but to me it's, you know, three or four years old. (laughs) It's probably a 20-year-old song, I don't know. But the the name of the song is Abba, which means daddy, or in Hebrew, mm-hmm. uh, or father, or whatever. But uh, and the, there's a line in the song, the very one of the very first lines that says that you're more real than the ground I'm standing on, and so that just floored me because <laughs> it makes me, you know, like you just said, you know, we're stewards of what God gave us, and to really think about it, it's almost like that van's not even really here. Because exactly. it's just a figment of his imagination. We are only figments of his imagination, and we just come to life mm-hmm. for a while, you know. And so all these things right. that we have are because he he wants us to have them. And, and you're right, it is hard to let go of some of the of the old things to to enjoy the new things. Because that's just the way our, our, our nature is. And so, but that, right. that makes me happy to know that, one, you're okay, the other person's okay. And then it makes me even more happy to hear your response and how how you see it that i wish everybody was like that could see the that absolute positive of what god's done for them in in what at the moment is seems really negative and I, i'm sure there for a minute there was probably a time or two where you're like what is going to happen oh then you're like ah, never mind never mind you know most of most of us uh, unless <laughs> you're really really good at this most of us do that <laughs> we, we oh definitely of, yeah, yeah so well, it's just like I was, it, 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 when it happened, of course, I was in shock. And then when they were calling Jason, I didn't know, like, I was I was crying because I just didn't know what was going on at the time. I was shaking up pretty good. And, um, but the minute that I saw him come running across the road toward me, and then behind him, my girls were coming across the road. And they had tears in their eyes. And immediately it's like, bam, snap out of it because that's what's important. This is nothing right here is important. And um and everything just went into a different mode. Yeah. Um and when you think of it that way, (laughs) right, it's more important that I'm here. None of none of these temporal things matter. It's more important that I'm here and um and everything else will work itself out. Well, you had another and, good week uh, this week too, huh? Graduated another kid. Yes. Well, Emma is just uh, Emma Gray. She's she's a little walking miracle in herself, and um, I think she's the one who taught me to look for the good things. Um, when Emma, when <laughs> she's going to graduate, she hasn't graduated yet, but she will graduate. They put it off. They did a little ceremony to get their caps and gowns oh, okay. and all their things like that. But they they put off their graduation until July because they want to have a a real graduation like normal, hopefully. But um, she's little, she taught me a lot um, when I was pregnant with Emma. I think that's where my positivity comes from. Um, the doctor told me that Emma had um, severe Down syndrome and that Emma would um, was missing parts of her body. And showed me on the ultrasound 
and uh, and said, well, I know you don't want, you're a woman of God, he said, and so I know you don't want to um, consider options. That's not in this. And I said, that's right. It's not in this. And he said, well, he said, um, I want to send you to a doctor, but I need your permission. And I said, okay. And he said, he's a neonatologist. And um, I said, all right. It was just kind of sinking in barely. I mean, I was not kind of getting it yet. And uh, he said, but but he's Jewish. Do you mind? And I said, no, I don't mind at all. And he said, okay. He said, uh, he said, uh, let me let me send you to him down at Northside Hospital. And I said, okay. He said, one week from today, seven days from today, you're going to go down and see him. And um, I said, okay. So I went, got in my car, drove home, and I, the only person I talked to was Jason because something just welled up inside of me. Don't let anything bad be spoken. Just speak positively. Be positive. Um, the words that come out of you are very important. And the what, things that you say and the things that you speak, you you give life to. So be very careful what you say and who you say it to. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay. So uh, that night we went to a revival, and the Lord just stopped the everything. I sat, and you know me, I sit on the front. I'm like, I'm <laughs> on the very front yeah. row everywhere. Well, I sat in the back. I sat in the back on the pew that was basically where um, all the sweet elderly ladies of our church sat, and I sat in the very back in the back corner, and um, so no one would see me, no one would talk to me, so I wouldn't get emotional. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, God stopped the whole service. Our past, our the preacher up there started to play a song on the piano. He said, "I have to stop and play a song." He started playing this song. And I can never remember anything but the first, the verse. It says, how beautiful to hold a newborn baby. And I went, okay, okay, um, I'm not going to list it. <laughs> and he started to cry and weep, and he said it again. He stopped, and he pulled himself together. He said, how beautiful to hold a newborn baby. And he he just wept. And I was looking out the window going, okay, Lord, let him get through this verse because I just, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. <laughs> and he said the third time, how beautiful to hold a newborn baby. And about that time, the power of God hit that man, and the bench flew out from underneath him, and he stood, he just was up erect, and he pointed straight at me. And he said, get up here. It's a lie of the devil. And I said, oh, okay. And then... I just, I think I probably stumped all their poor little toes off as I went out that pew. Yeah. And next thing I knew, I was in the front of the church, and he said, if you cannot believe for a healing. Now, he had no earthly idea. Yeah. Nothing. He had no idea what was going on. But he, Jason and I talked to each other and no one else. He said, if you can't believe for a healing, leave this church, and we'll call you back in in a minute. And people got up and walked to the parking lot. But all the elders of the church came around me. They laid their hands on me. And they started praying over me. And he started to put my hand on my stomach, Jason's hand on top, and then his hand on top of Jason's and started praying and anointed me with oil. And the next thing I knew, I was waking up off the floor, and I knew she was healed. Yeah. I knew she was. 
So I went through, and I went back, and I, we were just praising the Lord. I knew she'd be fine. I go back home, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, um, you're sending me to a Jewish doctor, so we need to go into the Old Testament, and I need to write down every place where <laughs> God heals somebody in the Old Testament, every yeah. single verse. And so that, that seven days I spent writing as many verses as I could <laughs> into this little little notepad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I show up at the office. When we go down through there, Jason and I didn't tell anybody what was going on. And then when we got down there to the hospital, we didn't even look at each other on the way down. We looked out opposite windows. Yeah. I'll never forget that. We got down there, and when we got into the um, – to see the doctor, he we got – we were there early. Our appointment was at 8 o'clock, and they were just going to do blood work, and we had to come back in the afternoon for an ultrasound or something like that. Well, the doctor walks in, and he shakes my hand. He goes, hey, uh, nice to meet you. Um, you must be my first appointment. And uh, I said, yes, I am, and I handed him the notebook. And he said, oh, my, this is the third time this has happened to me. We're going really? straight to the ultrasound, straight to the ultrasound. We're not doing blood work, going straight to the ultrasound. He brought us in there, brought the ultrasound person in there. It had a split screen on the top, and he pulled up the old images. Yeah. And he showed Jason everything that the, he had not seen. I had to tell him. He showed him everything that was wrong, and his, I could see Jason's heart just dropping. And he reached up, and he grabbed a towel, and he put over that side. He said, don't look at it. Don't even look at it. He said, this Jesus of yours is up to something. <laughs> and so the, the next thing he did is he pulled up, and the, they started showing her, and she was absolutely perfect. Her her she had white lines he said this is new bone growth where you break when you break a bone when you break a bone and it uh, grows back together there's a line that's left behind yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a, it shows the new bone growth he said look at her arm look at her leg and look at her forehead there's new bone growth he said it's a miracle he said, your Jesus has done this. And I said, he can be your Jesus, too. <laughs> he said, I believe that's what he wants. <laughs> and, the, and we spent some time with him. And I, he was probably late to all of his appointments the rest of the day. But from that point on, you know, when you have something and a diagnosis that's given to you like that, and you have, God taught me, to stop and listen to what he says instead of react. And I think that's why he says the heart can be deceitful above all things. And yeah. I believe you need to lead your heart, lead your emotions by the word of God. Because if you lead your heart and lead your emotions, then you're not reactionary. No. And in the in the world has less way of, of playing with your emotions and, and moving you from side to side. Um, be, and, and you know that God is going to have the glory somehow. So even in this accident, you know, I just praised him immediately. No one was with me. No one was on that side of the car. Thank you, Lord. Nobody was on that side of the car. Thank you, Lord. 
that that you know that I was all right, a little bruised, a little shaken up, but okay, that's fine, that'll heal, yeah. you know, and thank you, Lord, that the other person was okay, you know, but um, and he gets and he gets the glory in it all, um, but just learning to have uh going through the different things that he has taught me through my life has taught me to be the kind of person who listens for his word in the whole situation and look on the bright side look at the good things that can come out of things you know pray for others um lift them up and uh no matter what you're going through no matter what they're going through you know see the potential in other people and in other situations for how god can get the glory out of that and um and it's life changing when you do. That's awesome. That just makes me makes me happy to know you know <laughs> and and then you name her Grace you know, uh, Emma Grace. It's exactly. Well, her name came from the Lord too because when I was only fourteen weeks pregnant, I woke up in a cold sweat crying, and Jason was next to me and I shook him <laughs> and I said, I said we're having a girl. He said what? I said, I had a dream, and this voice, this big voice, I mean, just this huge voice, told me, here she is, and it was a little baby wrapped in a pink blanket, and said, Emma Grace. I said, and her name is going to be Emma Grace, and we knew from that point on, and um, and God brought me back to that moment and said did I not name her did I not let you know Come on. before any of this happened hmm. because I was the diagnosis came about six weeks before she was due at my last ultrasound appointment is when they saw everything that was going on with her and um, and then her name, you know, Grace, that she is a young lady now, young woman of God, I should call her, because she just turned 18 a couple months back, but she can walk into a situation and has, and the situation will be completely calm. Um, she can, if, a, if someone has a baby that has colic or cries a lot or, you know, They'll give them to Emma because they'll immediately calm down. Yeah. And uh, it is, it's, she just has this grace about her, and um, and she's about to graduate, and uh, through it all, with all the reactions that everybody else has had, um, and it comes right back to this story. Um, she put up a Facebook post, and um. And she said, in her reaction, all the seniors were saying how devastated they were and how terrible it was and, and everything. But in her post, she congratulated everyone when they found out they weren't going back to school. She congratulated everyone and said, well, we've done it. We've, 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 we have completed the year. Not the way we wanted to, but we have completed the year. Um, and she said, my mom and dad have always told me not to hold on too tightly to things because God has something better 
and uh, we can mourn this year, or we can look for what he has that's even better for us. And um, and then she started naming things. We don't have to take finals. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have yeah, to take that on. graduation test. Yeah. We, we don't we don't have to ask permission to skip school for senior skip day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the but, families um, one of the families here that uh, we've known for since we moved here um they have a senior and on prom night even though it's canceled they all got gussied up and did pictures anyway you know they already had their mm-hmm. dresses and they they at least got gussied up and took pictures and everything and and they weren't mm-hmm. going to let that ruin their uh their you know moment you know so it's 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 really interesting to to see the children you know our teenagers have that mentality that that we all strive for and we all know we should be striving for it's great to see that knowing that the peace of god which surpasses all understanding is in them as well and it, it makes mm-hmm. it make you happy is what it'll do <laughs> it make does you cry, it make really you cry does. sitting in sitting in here in mm-hmm. front of a microphone make you cry thinking about it so yeah exactly and and if we raise our children to look at things at, well number one um to speak positively over themselves because so many kids and and i have one that has come out of middle school and hit high school and she's thriving but in middle school she would invite her friends over and they would say i'm depressed i'm this i'm that i'm you know i'm you know all these things and and they would speak it over themselves yeah but depression was a huge thing that they would speak and i would look at them and i would just say i rebuke that in the name of jesus because that is that is not you what is your name (laughs) what is your name and i'd make them say their name and i'd say and you are blessed and highly favored of the lord and he has plans for you and he has a huge adventure plan for your life and if you look at it from that point on then then you're not you're not speaking these things over yourself it's yeah. it's kind of become cultural that through all the advertisements of the medications and things like that and the advertisements of of different things like that that people speak it over themselves and children oh, yeah. do yeah and um especially starting in middle school it's like speak over your kids you know and teach them to speak over their friends you know, well, the and, Bible um, says that so the, fear, my, the Bible says the fear of the wicked will come upon them. Um, Proverbs, mm-hmm. but and that being because you constantly talk about it, um, right? Constantly bring mm-hmm. that in. Hey, um, I, I was going to get you to pray us out. Is that okay? Oh, that's great. Uh, hey, I appreciate you coming on and and giving your testimony and two testimonies and. And I was I was just talking about the car accident, and then you went and made me cry about the other <laughs> one, and so, uh, which is great, you know, it's and it's great to hear this what God can do, and then the, to know what's in the future, what's in the plans for them, and for her and mm-hmm. for y'all in the future. Just looking forward to hearing about the new vehicle uh, that's good for what you need and good for your family. Right. So, mm-hmm. if you would, um, 
you know what this is about today, what we're trying to do in this episode. So mm-hmm. would you pray and close us out of this episode? Sure. Father God, I just thank you so much for your provision, your protection. I thank you so much that you are in control, um, that things don't just befall us without you knowing ahead of time and making a way ahead of time um, or setting up something to to take care of us and show us. Um, and I just ask you, Father God, to, to continually just remind us to look for your glory, look for your direction, and listen for your words in each situation that we face. Um, I know... Uh, we we need to to thank you every single day, Father God, for the blessings that you place in our lives, for the for the love that you show us, and for the grace and the mercy that you give each day. And um, even in these times of turmoil, Lord, there are wonderful things that 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 you are doing. Um, and we just need to turn our attention and give attention to those positive things that are happening, and and give you the glory for that. We're oh so grateful that you that you have us in the palm of your hands and no one can snatch us out. We're oh so grateful that you are the loving, kind, caring, gracious Father that you are and that you uh, place those hedges of protection around us um, no matter what we face each day. And Father, I just ask you to just continually remind each and every person that they are loved and important and that you knew them before they came into this into this world, and no matter what they're facing, um, to look for the su- the sunlight that you're sending into that situation, to look for the grace and the provision that you're giving. And I just thank you so much for allowing us to get together today and just share more about you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I love it. Thank you, Shelley. You're welcome. So I don't always end a show with a talk, but I really want to say how awesome it is to get these testimonies. This was off the cuff. I was just reached out and said, hey, you want to do this? And every one of them was less than 20 minutes of preparation. Well, except for one. Had a little bit more time to think about it. But this is just what God has done in their lives. God is such an amazing, powerful, and wonderful God. And I want you to be encouraged to lean on him, lean on his trust, lean on his heart, lean on his joy, because he's all this is here for us, and he wants you, and he wants me, and he wants us to be encouraged and have a great life in his name and reach people in a great and powerful way, and I love getting testimonies from what God has done in people's lives, and I love hearing about it. And maybe this little short format thing is something we might do from time to time. I really enjoyed it. So let me know what you think. So um, anyway, I guess enjoy your week. Be blessed. And um, have a wonderful day. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory. I had a great time. This was fun. We got to do this more often. Yeah. Thank you,